Welcome to your home for sports coverage without the bias. This is Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. We have probably a good episode for you. Like, probably one of our better ones. This is going to be... You're just going to say that? We have a wildly entertaining episode for you. Josh, we have no idea what we're about to say right now. And you're just going to put that out there? We have a a wildly entertaining episode coming up for you today i can almost assure you that you know what um, my favorite episode is that we that we did is um what the one uh that we didn't record and then no well that one was actually good and we just yeah man that was tough uh but the one where we talked about pine nut trees yeah that was brutal (laughs) that was great i that that was was my favorite one and this is the i forgot to plant them by the way this is a text I got earlier today. The Bears are the biggest dumpster fire in sports. It's unbelievable. I will be firing off tonight. That yeah. was a text from Kellen, which that's why I kind of think this might be a good episode. I think it could be fun. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably not going to be anything, you know, that you haven't heard from me before, though. I don't know. Well, it might be like, I think <clears throat> we should just start with the Bears. Might as well. We're there now. Because... They we we are recording a little bit later this week due to us having lives and actual jobs and stuff. Um, yeah, big up stuff. So, yeah, and or hockey games. Either way, whatever. You know, we we have things that we're going on. We're recording a little late, but it's good that we're recording a little late because news has broken today, and it seems that the Bears organization is in shambles and for those of you listening thinking to yourselves right now baby what do you mean in shambles they're always in shambles this franchise has never not been in shambles um they had the 85 bears and that was all they ever had and they've been shambles ever since um it's been a rough week for the bears we started it started on thursday night football really for the bears because justin jefferson major insult stats um yeah it's just just (laughs) unnecessary he has more it, it, receiving yards it, than it doesn't the, even like, make it doesn't even make sense really. It, there was no reason really, to, to say that. We just it, completely caught strays. Yeah, as Bears I mean, fans on Thursday so night, we, the Bears have had some elite receivers. Okay, <laughs> they've had they had Brandon Marshall, Alshon, they just Chase Claypool for that long. Okay, shut up, Chase Clay, Chase Claypool. I need that guy off my team. I, I need to find it. Okay, before we even get into it, man, I need to find this quote from him. Because, oh my god, I was losing my mind. It, Should we start was... on Sunday or start today and work back? Well, let me just Bears. at least re- read this quote. I loved it. When was this quote done? Said. It was uh, It was after the Bears uh, got shit-pumped by the Buccaneers. So after that. Yeah. Uh, Chase Claypool on offensive issues. Sometimes 10 guys are doing, are doing a good job and one person isn't. Like me. I think it's a run. I think it's a run play and it's a screen. That's my fault. Dude, just get off my team. Like, just if you don't know the plays, get off my team. Don't don't bother to show up. I I don't get I, I don't give a shit about accountability. I want you to play well. I, that's all. It, this is I, I know I know. Welcome to my world. Blah, 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 blah. I he was on the Steelers before. I know because I was just about to say this is exactly how it starts with the Steelers. He gets called out for for not trying at all, and he's like, okay, well let me try. And then he tries, and it turns out he's just a terrible football player. 
So the Bears traded a second-round pick to get him, and he shouldn't be on the team. Did I, did I explain that well enough there? Yeah. For those of you who, like, maybe don't fully understand, so Chase Claypool was very— At least you got a four-touchdown game out of Chase Claypool once. I yeah. All I've had is bad. I haven't seen the Bears win a game since he's been added to this team. Which is so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny to me. It's objectively oh, yeah, it's hilarious. hilarious. Uh, objectively, it's pretty, yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But anyway, like, so I was watching, I was watching my Bears play on Sunday and <laughs> Chase Claypool scores a touchdown. I'm happy for him. The guy scores a touchdown. This is great. And in true Chase Claypool fashion, just a few plays later, a few minutes later, he takes a very stupid offensive penalty that the next play turns into a, that was the pick six, correct, Kelly? Yep, it was. Um, but here's, here's another part of the issue is yes chase claypool is at fault is bad block but they also ran the exact same play three Three times times in a row three times in a row yeah uh so a little bit predictable some might some might say and uh every player on the buccaneers defense including levante david who had the pick six did say that they said they knew exactly what was coming on that play so luke getsy figure it out uh, I don't know what you're would, doing offensively. Okay, but like, can't we get to a level of predictability that actually becomes unpredictable? Well, you would think, because, but but they did get the pick six, so that didn't happen. That, <laughs> As a defender, I, like I, you can't. I sit thought there about and think, that. I thought this about team that. Josh, is not dumb me. enough. <laughs> there is not an NFL there's team no dumb way. enough to run the play three <laughs> times in a row. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about because the first two were called back for penalties. So it, it, you're thinking so to yourself, you can't there's just no. Those I plays can't. didn't even count. Those plays didn't <laughs> count. So he only ran it once. I can't. I, the, I mean, the Bears must have been like, we have such a sick play for when we're down. When we're down on the two yard line, and we and we need a big play. Hey. Let's run a screen. That goes, those go for losses all the time, which if you, it goes for a loss, it's a safety. Unfortunately, Wait, they go for it, losses? Went, it went for a pick six. Oh, when the Bears yeah. run them. Yeah, they do. As uh, a Steelers fan, time. I'm definitely not familiar with a screen play going for a loss, and that's all you run. I've hey. never seen that strategy before. Hey, Josh, uh, we're talking about me right now. Okay, sorry. I don't need you to hear feel, about Okay, here. You want to okay, feel no, better no, about I'm the Bears? Yeah, you want to feel better to. about the Bears? I'd love to for a second. Here's a fun... Insult stat for my team. Yes. So the Steelers offense notoriously sucks, just like the Bears. And but the Bears offense sucks less than the Steelers because the Steelers have not had a four hundred yard offensive game since Matt Canada took over in twenty twenty one. And they are the only team in the NFL to not have a four hundred plus yard offensive game in that span. And most other team I think there's been three hundred plus um 400 yard games in that span okay. that does make well. me feel so, better so kudos to the bears they have had a 400 plus yard game thank you so Appreciate there that. you go that was probably the nicest thing i've ever said without insulting the bears that is i think it is maybe number one <laughs> on the list uh i can't nothing else is coming to mind uh so another problem just while we're still addressing the game here first because we're still only on the game uh, unfortunately, is Justin Fields is bad. Uh, he's been bad yeah, this year. He's terrible. And 
you remember me in the off season. I was excited. And I was excited because there's actual legitimate reason for me to be excited from what I saw last yep. year. No, it wasn't perfect, but he showed some really good flashes. He, he he runs the ball at an elite level, and he has a really good deep ball. He's not great in the pocket, but once you get him rolling out, bouncing around, making a play on his own, and even like passing the ball outside of the pocket, he's very good at that. Very, uh, He's better than most quarterbacks in the NFL at that. The problem with the Bears' game plan the first two weeks is they want to make him a pocket passer, which makes no sense. Uh, it, it, he's he ran the ball two times against the Buccaneers for three yards and one touchdown. So I don't know why they've gone away from Justin Fields' greatest strength. It's like, like you remember Michael Jordan, he was a bad shooter, and then he came back the next season, and that was his greatest strength. So, mm-hmm. you know, the great ones, they can do that. But if it's not working out and he's just not a pocket passer, don't try to force it. Run plays that work into his strengths. That's why I'm really frustrated with Luke Getze over this whole thing. It doesn't doesn't make sense to play calls. He's confused when he has extra time in the pocket. He doesn't. There's open receivers and he doesn't know where to go with it. He's just not comfortable in the pocket, and that's not who he is. Run some play action. The Bears had 17 runs on Sunday. They were they were the best run offense in the NFL last year, and they ran the ball only 17 times. That's and they ran it successfully when they did. There's no no excuse for that. As an offensive coordinator, you have to recognize what your team's good at and mm-hmm. then run it. And it's just not happening for the Bears right now. So that's why I'm really frustrated. There's other stuff happening off the field that's even more frustrating with the Bears. And uh, it's just been a bad time to be a Bears fan. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating, Josh, because it's not that the Bears are bad. It's that they're so obviously a public laughing stock in the NFL every single yeah. year. So I just get texts all day from my friends. Hey, do you see this about the bears? Do you see this about the bears? And I'm like, yeah, cause I saw it from 15 other people and I saw it on Twitter because I actually follow the bears too. So kudos, I don't know what to kudos, do. Kudos to me. Didn't say anything mean to you. You didn't, at you didn't all say today. anything. Yeah, you didn't. How about you that? You were the one, that? one person out of a million who didn't, which How is about that? Also, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Weird. Justin Fields, though, like today, didn't he sit his press conference? Um, kind of tried to blame the coaching, then had another yeah, press conference. I did forget to walk about that. that. Back. I did forget uh, about that. I mean, he was right to do that. I mean, he wasn't right to do like, that, but he was, right he was right when he said that. He was correct. He was literally correct. Uh, they they asked him, "What do you think the issue is so far?" And he said, "Coaching," which is true. The the play yeah. calling's been terrible. They haven't played into his strengths at all. And then, you know, obviously people took that and ran with it because, I mean, you just blame the coaches. Uh, so he walked <laughs> it back. Perfect. That's great leadership. Great leadership, Justin, walking it back. Yeah, it's yes. what you got to do in that situation. He just misspoke. That's all he did. He's a young kid. He misspoke. It happens. I'm Another spin zone maybe for you if you want to take this and run with it. Every Ohio State quarterback in the NFL so far has sucked. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. CJ Stroud has so, actually looked okay, even though he's lost. I'm, I'll put that out there. So, I'm only saying that because I'm a CJ Stroud. I, I was a believer in him before the draft, I'm not. so I just want to. I want to look smart on that take. I'm not a believer. I really just am. There is not really any college quarterbacks that I'm ever like. Yeah, they're going to be good in the pros. 
Yeah, no, you, Which, you're never a believer in anyone. You, if it, you're only a believer in Notre Dame guys or guys coming out of Pitt or guys who are literally from Pittsburgh. I am a believe. I'm not really a believer in Notre Dame guys. I'm a believer, maybe That's in true, like a Notre actually. Dame running back. Yeah, maybe a Notre Dame running back. And I believe in Notre Dame running backs too. Because that's the only real Notre Dame position I've ever actually seen be tight end. Good. Tight end, maybe. Tight end, yeah. We can yeah. get with tight ends. Yeah. The occasional and, and, wide and receiver, off- offensive lineman. They they do, so, do some good O lineman. Stefan Tuitt, D line. Yeah, he was pretty okay. good. Now we're just flexing on Notre Dame. Right? <laughs> hey, I think they win this weekend, buddy. Okay, shut up. Why I do think you they do win. Stop. I do. Don't I do think this. they're going to beat Ohio State. Don't do this. Don't do this. Stop. I, gen- I no. seriously stop doing no, this. No, no, Don't no, no. do it. I'll can- no. Okay. No, no. A, I said a, this months ago, and you made me feel like I was the stupidest person on the planet for even suggesting Notre Dame could be in the game with Ohio State. A, A, Josh. I'm sick and you, tired of everyone telling. No, a, no, because I've been saying wait. it for months, and everyone jumped down my throat and told me I was an idiot, <laughs> and I was the dumbest person alive for thinking Notre Dame could beat Ohio State. Okay. And now everyone around me is being like, oh, yeah, Notre Dame's going to win. Okay. But Smees are going to get curb stomped. Thank Josh, you, America. A, a, you've been doing yeah, this to me you. with the Bears for two months straight. You've ruined, so my, whole life. You ruined I, my whole life. You ruined my whole life. I will not stop doing it because you've, you've literally been – You've been doing this exact same thing to me. Congratulations with my football for rooting team. for Ohio State. That was so, sick. I no, I'm not. I think I I never said that. I just said I think Notre Dame is going to win. I would put money on now. it. I would. I would. You just stop. Don't. I would put money put on, on it. it. Don't put money on it. All right. Uh, but God, you're the yeah, worst. That's, that's the Bears. Is there anything Con- else? Congratulations to Notre Dame. Also, just to slip this in there about the Bears. Their defensive coordinator did resign today, Alan Williams, and his house might have been raided by the FBI. We're still not sure about that yet. We might so have we'll a Jared from in. Subway situation. Might be a Jared from Subway situation going don't on. Wanna, don't want to throw that out there. It's all alleged right might now. Be. We don't know. Allegedly. Uh, I don't want to accuse anyone of being Jared. Hey, he's from Indiana. Did you know that? Yes. I watched the I'm documentary. From, I'm from Indiana. <laughs> you're, from Pitt, you're from Pittsburgh. That was a tough way to make that correlation that was just an unnecessary correlation for you to try and make um i i don't know why i said that i don't know I, I so before we move on he, he was always before, wearing a colts jersey in the documentary yeah so he's before a colts we move fan, on remember that he and he was he definitely was one of the ones me. that tucked his jersey into his jeans yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah his adam before we move jersey. on before um pat and Haggy revenge game Matt, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I did forget to mention. Yeah, we are. Uh, the Bears are going to be facing the Chiefs this weekend. And we'll lose by no less than 40 points. How it's, drunk it, How drunk <laughs> am I to think that this is the game the Bears win? Dude, I, I'm kind of starting to. Because I'm like, there's no, there's no way. There's no way we can lose 14 straight games, right? It's just not going to happen. But... <laughs> So I'm just I, I've been thinking that like I I'm I'm hearing quotes and Justin Fields is like I'm gonna start playing like myself oh, yeah hell yeah and then we got Flus calling the defense and it was better last weekend um even though they still gave a bunch of it was better against Baker Mayfield uh, so I gotta put that out there uh, Baker Mayfield but, is 
a, he is a front runner for player of the week, by the way. And they, they still gave up he's third and longs good. left and right. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why I think that they can beat the defending Super Bowl champs and Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes also loves Matt Nagy and has a personal vendetta against the Bears, A, for passing on him, and B, for firing Matt Nagy, too. So he's going to be extra motivated to just murder us. Uh, So nothing logically makes sense for the Bears to win this game. But I just got a funny feeling my bad ankle that they might do it. They're totally going to win it. They're either going to win, and it'll be because the refs blew the game for the Chiefs, or they will lose by 50 points. Maybe more. Maybe more. And they're going to show Matt Nagy they're at gonna least show, 100 times. Dude, and that's why I don't want the Bears to get blown out, because they're going to show them so many times. They're gonna show going to show them. Like, this is a 425 Eastern game. Everyone's going to yeah. be watching. And the entire world's I watching know. this. I, what? Dude, the Bears were all—they were all the twelve o'clock slate last year. What are they doing? What are they doing? Matt why why are they putting us late afternoon all of a sudden? Matt Nagy, it's ridiculous. Time. Yeah, um, and it's in Arrowhead as well. It's in Kansas City, so that's great. So, I mean, yeah, I just, there, there's I no really, reason the Bears should win this game. Chris Jones is also back, and. Uh, the Bears are down. I think they oh, uh, they just put their left tackle on the IR too. Um, I think in addition to their left guard and right guard, who's going to be missing as well. So we're down three offensive linemen against Chris Jones. Which is I'm great. picking the Bears. Pick the Bears. Okay. There's literally no reason they should win, no. so they're going to. No. Yeah, that's how the NFL works typically. Here's the yeah, here's but, the thing. What that is sometimes how it works, but never for the Bears. When has that okay, ever been true. the case for the Bears? There's like, oh, no, there's no. no reason they should beat the Packers. Oh yeah, and then they lose by 35 to the Packers. Correct. <laughs> Speaking of the Packers, the Packers didn't win. Packers lost. Packers lost. Big week. We're happy about that. Packers lost. Uh, it was it was big, really big moment in this game because it was a come come from behind win. From the uh, from the Falcons, they have a great running game. Bijan is nasty, uh, and they they score a go ahead field goal, kick it with uh, with fifty eight seconds left in the game, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, to put themselves up two. So field goal wins the game for the Packers. They got a minute left and a time. I don't think any timeouts actually, but in this situation. Uh, since Aaron Rodgers has been there, I'm like, oh, they left way too much time for Aaron Rodgers, especially if they're playing the Bears or a team who blows leads like the Falcons, typically. Uh, they left Aaron Rodgers way too much time. So this was a real defining moment for this new Packers quarterback, Jordan Love, uh, the new era of Packers football. And uh, they shit the bed, Josh. They did. They didn't look good. Uh, Jordan Love looked really bad on that drive. They couldn't maintain a lead as well. So maybe last week, you know, they always beat the Bears, but maybe it is a, a changing of the guard and the Packers are not that good. They're just maybe okay. I, yeah, I, I definitely. I think I the Falcons think are also that. sneakily better than people expected. They have a, they might have the best running game in the NFL. I probably have to agree with you on that one, unfortunately. Um, I do think low key, the Packers just, they're not what 
everyone thinks they were. Uh, I still like I do, that I, defense I like, too. Well, I don't I like, like the them, but I think they're good. Yeah, the Falcons. Uh, I like Arthur the Falcons. Smith. He, he can coach a run game. Yeah, uh, I, I, and also Bijan is a cheat code. I think I, I think he's going to be the best running back in the NFL this year. It's going to be him or McCaffrey, but Bijan's going to get a higher workload. Uh-huh. And it's just everything that they've asked him to do so far: pick up the big yards, pick up the big third downs. He's done it, and they're two and zero because of that. So that's where I'm at on the Falcons. You got any thoughts on them? No, I agree with you. I'll, they're, they're like Bijan's pretty electric to watch. He's fun okay. to watch. He's a fun football player to watch. That's yeah. really that's all I got. Packers lost. That's, I'm ha- that's we're my happy take. about it. That's my takeaways from that game. Well, let's move in. Let's talk about Monday night since that happened most recently, and let's get into your team a little bit. Browns and Steelers. Steelers win two defensive touchdowns. Defense is clicking. Offense still a little bit behind. My first question for you, Josh. I know you hate Matt yep. Canada. I know you do, and I. I accept that, and I I think he should be fired too. But yep. do you think the reason that he hasn't been fired yet is because it is very difficult to start a fire Canada chant in Heinz Field, Akersher Stadium, whatever it's called now? Well, we did they, it. They they tried to start it. It didn't sound great. It didn't sound. It great. did. It it sounded so. I got surround sound, and real that really helped enunciate it you could hear it pretty well there the in-stadium ones it didn't sound like they were all you know it's a it's a lot of syllables for a chant see but we got here's here's what happened we got warmed up in the spring with fire hextall inside ppg paints arena and now we've brought that outside to fire canada Fire Canada. It doesn't but roll that, as that much. That extra syllable, it, 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 it throws, you know, if when, when it's 100,000 yeah. people chanting at one time, that, that throws people off just that little extra bit it where does, it's not in complete unison. It does. I, I do agree with you there. But um, I, I think personally Matt Canada has to have dirt on the Rooney family. Okay. There's I can see that. No, I'm, I am to the point where there's no other explanation yeah. other than the Roonies are not the stand-up family that we thought they were, and Matt Canada is the only person on earth that has whatever dirt there is on the Roonies. I okay. don't believe that there's dirt on the Roonies, but that's the only way I've been able to come to terms with the fact that Matt Canada is still the offensive coordinator. No, Look, I, I've had to come to terms with that for several of my coaches before, too. So Matt Canada is he's a bad offensive coordinator. He's never been successful anywhere that he's ever coached, been an offensive coordinator at. He somehow still keeps getting jobs. So that makes me believe he is a nice guy and enjoyable to be around. I think people probably enjoy being around him, but he's just an absolutely terrible offensive coordinator. And what really bothers me and irks me the most about this is I want like my my hatred needs to be channeled towards something. I see Kenny Pickett struggling. I can't logically sit there and just like everyone's dogging on Kenny Pickett saying he sucks. Well, I watched Matt Canada like piss away the last two years of big of Ben Roethlisberger. I, I mean, it's been since 2021. He's had Ben Roethlisberger, Mitch Trubisky and 
Kenny Pickett, who have that's, all looked that's, terrible. That's three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, too. Like, I think he might, he has to be the problem. And what sucks for me as a Steelers fan, and I don't know why the organization doesn't feel the same way, is how can I evaluate what we have in Kenny Pickett while Matt Canada is still there? Yeah. I, I have a feeling Canada is um, submarining Kenny Pickett's career in front of all of our eyes and is going to completely ruin Kenny Pickett. So Pickett will never live up to what he could have been. I think he might be ruining Kenny Pickett's career. And it's just, it's brutal. It sucks and it's bad. Yeah. Matt Canada used to be the head coach at Maryland, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. I think so. Is he a Closet Ravens fan, do you think? That is a possibility. Okay. That is a possibility. All right. I don't. Nothing is out of the realm of possibility right now with Matt you Canada other than him getting fired. the Steelers would have done their background research on that one, though. The only thing that would surprise me if it came out about Matt Canada would be that he was fired. Okay. <laughs> That's the only thing. Anything else is completely within the realm of possibilities. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. And I will believe it. Okay. So it could the Steelers be had- the the Allen Williams rumors were actually meant to be directed maybe at the Rooney family, and that's the dirt that <sighs> Matt Canada has. It could be. Maybe it's just a big uh, a big ring of deviance happening in the NFL at the at the higher level. It it could be. Probably need it to start was- investigating this here, Josh. I think I do think I'm going oh. to have to the score. Yeah, sorry, not to not to bring it back to Allen Williams too much, but he was with the Colts before mm-hmm. he was with the Bears. Yep, there it Jared, is. Jared from Subway from Indianapolis. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. there it is. But there it all is. Le- it's all legend. It's all legend right now. Not for Jared, yeah. but for Allen Williams. Um, so the score in the fourth quarter of the Brown Steelers game was Browns 22 Steelers, 19, the Steelers had negative seven yards of offense, I believe in the fourth quarter. That's not ideal. And they won this game 26 to 22. Um, so, how does that happen? And, uh, you might a couple, be asking I mean, the defense. The defense was great. To, right. Like I need to, I need to get. TJ Watt is not only the best defensive player in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he is currently the best Mm -hmm. defensive player in the NFL, and he might be the best football player in the National Football League currently. It is is absolutely crazy. Be the best football player. I mean, we we are. You're right. He's the best. He's the best defensive player in Steelers history. Which is crazy for uh, uh, that historical of a franchise, that many defensive Hall of Famers. It it is absolutely bananas that we are living and watching the greatest Steelers defensive player of all time right now. So let me let I me throw. I, I, I think that's pretty special. Can, can I throw a name out there for you? Troy Polamalu. I want to. I want to play this game. I'm going to say a name. You tell okay. me what you think of. All right. Okay. okay. James Harrison. 
other dog. than his other okay other than his oh interception uh, return gray what do you think pants, of gray sweatpants workout videos um maybe the strongest dude to play in the nfl yeah and like sacks maybe sacks yeah and like sacks maybe sacks a lot of yeah. a lot of sacking the other quarterback okay lot he loves Let's, sacks james harrison played for 14 years Mm-hmm. T.J. Watt in seven years just broke James Harrison's all-time stack record for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's impressive. Half the time, <laughs> T.J. Watt has been injured more than I feel like he should. Like more than I ever remember James Harrison being out. It is, yeah. on, I think, eighty-four games, eighty-four games, eighty-one and a half sacks. That's, That's impressive. Stupid. That's dumb. That is unbelievable. I absolutely love TJ Watt. He is the best player in the NFL right now. He is so incredibly special, and it really bothers me that we are ruining his career and we're throwing it in the toilet because our offense can't do anything. Like, I feel bad for him. He is the only Steeler I've seen that, like, I mean, since the early. 2000 teams and everything like those teams they all showed up and they tried they gave 100%. He's the only stealer that looks like he's given 100% every single time. He's absolutely unbelievable. He is so incredibly fun to watch and I don't I I don't know count like this game maybe goes a little bit different. It maybe does. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that Miles Garrett didn't play in this game. This game would be completely different if Miles Garrett played in it. I didn't, I didn't think you were so, going to say that. I so, thought you were going to mention so the, somebody else who made might have gotten hurt. So I'm getting to that. So the Browns, <laughs> the Browns fans, you can find solace in the fact that if Miles Garrett would have played, surely he would have at least gotten more than a one quarterback pressure. He probably would have gotten a couple sacks because I did just talk about how terrible Kenny Pickett has been in the offensive line. So if Miles Garrett played, he probably would have dominated the Steelers' terrible offensive line. Probably had quite a few sacks, maybe an interception, some forced fumbles, whatever. Because after all, as I've been told by many Browns fans, uh, Miles Garrett is better than TJ Watt. So Wait. it sucks for you that he didn't play in that game Wait, Josh. at all. Yeah. I thought he did play in that game. I I don't let's uh, let me look it up. Let's let me go look. I'm I'm going to look up. I'm going to look at the stat I, line. I thought I saw. Did I uh, see him? I thought I saw him on the field. Maybe at one. Point. Oh, I didn't see him at all. Let me I mean, look. Maybe maybe he left early. Does he? Oh, uh, let's see. Maybe. Cleveland Browns rushing, receiving, defending. Um. Oh, I had to scroll all the way down. Miles Garrett one tackle. One tackle. Oh, so he did play. So he he must have gotten hurt pretty early on in that game. Yeah. Yeah. He must have been injured. One tackle. Yeah. That's crazy. But we need to, like, I, it just clicked with me. Like, everyone tried to, has been trying to tell me how good Miles Garrett is for years. And I genuinely have laughed at them. And not even believe them. I didn't think Miles Garrett was even remotely a good defend defensive player because I have never once seen him make a highlight against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Other than when he bashed Mason Rudolph over the head. He that's all that. I think of him as. Yeah, he did and try like, to murder someone. Like but like I think we've even gotten into it 
on this podcast where I've talked about how big of a joke Miles Garrett is and how he's terrible. And you've been like, well, he's actually like really good and has like a bunch of sacks. I have never seen him do anything against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't go out of my way to watch the Browns. So I would, I I wouldn't know. Well, like, here's why, here's why um, I think people might think Miles Garrett is good is because there was a game against the Chicago Bears two years ago where Matt Nagy was still the head coach. And yep. the Browns had nine sacks in that game. And Miles Garrett was like half of them. Yeah. And so okay, those also, really inflated his numbers. Also, Miles Garrett totally knows. So he got interviewed on ESPN before this game. We'll, we're going to get to the big thing here in a minute. But he gets interviewed. He gets interviewed by ESPN before the game. And I don't know if you saw him do that stupid little crossover thing last week where he was pretending to play basketball on a football field yeah, and then worked, didn't even though. get a sack. And then oh, didn't even it... get a sack on the play. Oh yeah, they didn't. They never finished the highlight of that play. <laughs> no, because he, he, he did. Didn't... He got past the center, but yeah, he blew just... right past the center. Then it but, like, cut off, and we couldn't see him get the sack because I guess it cause... didn't happen. <laughs> Joe Burrow picked up the play and saw that, <laughs> and like, yeah, it might have just been a screen, and they were trying to yeah. let him by. I don't know. And so, anyway, they asked him about it and everything, and then they were like, "Oh, do you have something dialed up for tonight?" And he wouldn't answer it. He was just like, if I told, like, he said something like, if I told you, then it wouldn't be a special or something. He knew that he wasn't going to do anything against the Steelers because yeah. he's always so quiet against the Steelers. He didn't make any comments and say like, oh yeah, I got a couple moves for tonight. Is James he, Daniels his dad? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. That's the only took, Steelers offensive lineman did, I know. Did he? Did, <laughs> was he on the team that <laughs> that they got blown the nine sacks because he took that personally? MJ yeah, yeah, yeah. and I took that personally. Hey, it was a it was a bad game plan. It was a bad game plan. All right, was, that was on the coaching too. It's never yeah. just it's never Justin's fault. It's always the coaches. And so I do like I was a lot more positive about the Steelers. A few like when it happened, I was on cloud nine when we won that game. It was absolutely one of the best things ever. Um, so, wait, let's talk about yeah. a, another big reason that the Steelers might have won that game. Yeah. And they were getting they we were getting in the first quarter, worked. the ball ran down their worked. throat. They, they, were getting they were absolutely getting worked. Jobbed on defense by yep. a man by the name of Nick Chubb, who yep. his knee bent. It looked like one of those crazy inflatable arm mans that are in front of those uh, car dealerships. Yeah. He bent all the wrong ways. And it's really a sad thing when a guy who should be remembered for how funny his last name is, is unfortunately mm-hmm. remembered for all the severe knee injuries that he's had. Yeah. yeah. So this play changed the course of the game. I do agree with you. I Look, first off, I'm going to go on the record. I will not apologize for the win. Don't. I, I just I want you to. I'm not I'm not going to apologize for a win. Joshua 24:15 says as for me and my house, we will not apologize for a win. Okay. So, I will not I will not apologize for a win. Okay. Um that the being jo- said, Joshua Borger, 2515. <laughs> yeah, 2415. Okay. Or 2415. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is Joshua Borger, 2415. Correct me if I'm wrong. My house, I'm not the best we on will the not books of the Bible, but there is a book of Joshua, yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure. I'm par- I, it was, we were pretty close on the. <laughs> it's, 
We went to church. We were in youth group. We're we're pretty. I think that's the exact quote. We're never going to get. The, we're the never going to get Josh, Dave on the show. The new Josh Borger version is is as for me in my house. We we will not apologize for a win. I'm not going to apologize for a win. Yes, this injury changed the entire course of the game. I'm sorry. I'm going to right now. Fan base of the week, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, because they were absolutely incredible. The Steelers fans showed an incredible display of class, one that I have probably never seen by the team that they were playing. Yeah. Um, and also, this one of one of the uh, if you were watching the game live, it, the knee injury was horrible, but there we, was a. There was a funny moment, a funny moment because they didn't they didn't show it on TV ever. Yeah, uh, it, there where and they said they're not showing it on TV because it's too horrific. And Joe Buck is saying all this, and then you just hear a collective "oh" from the crowd, <laughs> and it's like yeah, and the fans just saw it. <laughs> and yeah, it, it was just it was it was funny because I'm like, so, oh, it really was that bad. It was so it was wild because you see. You can't you can't, once you slow it down you go back you can see it from both angles but on the initial play if you're not watching Nick Chubb like directly and I wasn't like you know you don't know it's going to be a run play I'm looking all over the place I'm just trying to make sure that we got guys covering the receivers and everything you assume it's going to be a run play it is he goes down all of a sudden there's a bunch of whistles they zoom in on Nick Chubb who's just grabbing like his shin almost and you're kind of like, oh, he must have dinged that up, hit it on a helmet or something like that. That's weird. And then you see him move his hands up to his knee. Then you see him not getting up. Then he rolls onto his back and rips his helmet off. And then that's when you're like, oh, crap, something happened. And Joe Buck's like trying to figure this out. And he's just like, um, so Nick Chubb's down. And then, like, like you said, he goes, we're not going to show this on TV. It's too gruesome. And you see the O, the collective O from the fans. Um, if you if you want to see it, go look it up on Twitter. You can find it. I yeah. kid you not, the, the knee bent ninety degrees the opposite direction. It yeah, it did. Um, and it was so bad. It, it was it was gruesome. I don't necessarily know if I am on board. With ESPN nope. not showing it, because I'm against ESPN. Because listen, it is bad. You, you don't have to. It's I, I'm not gonna like stand up and call you no, show the trash replays. for not showing it. But uh, I do remember last year during Monday Night Football, uh, we watched the replay of Demar Hamlin almost dying like 50 times, and then it yeah. immediately cuts to. Whopper, 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 junior double bacon whopper. So it, it, they don't have a feel for the moment. And I have it, a feeling like, they caught a little bit of flack for the DeMar Hamlin situation. Yeah. So maybe they didn't want to follow, follow that up with, you know, another thing like that. Maybe like the next commercial break, they had the Burger King commercial queued up again. And they're like, we can't show a replay and then do it. At least we'll just cut to commercial and so, hopefully it'll be better. So I think you need to show the fans at home what happened though. Yeah. And what I think they should have done is Joe Buck should have been like, they've, 
That was the reaction of them showing this replay on the video board here. We are going to show you the replay. Just so you know, it is very graphic. If graphic things bother you, please look away. You know, if there are kids in the room or something, please have them look away. But we are going to show it just so you can all see what happened to Nick Chubb. Okay. It is, it is, I didn't do it. I don't think many people did do it. But it is on ESPN if anybody got on Twitter and tweeted out something insensitive because they didn't know how bad that that injury looked. That's on ESPN. That's on the TV crew if someone said something stupid. That's true. Okay? Yeah. I didn't see anyone saying anything dumb about Nick Chubb. I really, I honestly didn't. But, like, ESPN's got to wear that if it did happen. You have to show the injury. It robbed me of one of my favorite pastimes. Every single time. This kind of play happens like anytime there's a gruesome injury in a game that's like this. My little sister texts me. You got to hope that's just a cramp. Oh, and... yes. She does that. I do that, too. I do that, too. Every time. So it oh, is... yes. Anna. I was I'm robbed for, of that because it is so funny. Every it's objectively hilarious every single time. <laughs> That someone I, says, you got to hope it's just a cramp. It is so funny, and it's it's not insensitive, in my opinion, no, at no, least, no. because it's, it's just, just making fun of Tony Romo being outrageously insensitive. That, that's but, good old-fashioned comedy right there. I did that for the Nick Chubb injury. Yeah, I, I did it's, it. I, it's I, so funny. Yeah. It's so funny every single time. It's a classic joke. Gets a laugh every time. Easy comedy. It will never, if you get, it will you never not be put funny. a joke in your repertoire. Put that one in there. It's it's too easy. It will never uh, not be funny. You gotta hope it's just a cramp. And I'm I feel bad. I'm gutted for Nick Chubb. I don't think he's ever gonna play again. Tease I and mean T's and P's. The Steel like obviously as a Steelers fan, like I'm not happy that I'm I'm not happy he's injured. I was very happy he was out of the game. Okay. Like right. we were there 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 was kind of the like as a Steelers fan. You sit there and you go, I'm so sick of this guy. He is the only thing that's working for the Cleveland Browns. And there's just, we can't do anything to stop him. And finally, you know, like, it sucks. You don't want to see that. This is the same knee that he had completely reconstructed when he was in college. And I, he, Nick Chubb was barely even in the locker room before the Browns said he's done for the, the game. And then immediately in the press conference after they said he's out for the season. So you already knew last thing I want to talk about, cause we are way long on this episode already. Yeah, and yeah. we've talked about three total NFL games. So we, we're going to maybe do some rapid fire through some of these. Um, Deshaun Watson is terrible. He is horrendously bad. He's a bad quarterback. He's a even worse human. And, the Cleveland Browns are a joke of an organization. Like Deshaun Watson, all he has to do is like not turn the ball over, and yeah. the Browns win that game. Correct. He's so dumb he can't hit the broad side of a barn. It was a brutal quarterback matchup because Kenny Pickett sucked, and somehow Deshaun Watson was even worse. Like it was just so painful to watch and. If you're the Browns, right, you've got to be like, well, first off, Baker Mayfield has to be loving his life 
That oh, is yeah. amazing for Baker Mayfield. Good, I good don't, for Baker. Good for I Baker, don't, man. I don't like Baker Mayfield, but I absolutely love how much he's probably enjoying this. Because I was, I mean, I've been a Baker Mayfield proponent, Kellen. I think you remember the last time the Steelers played the Browns on Monday night. I was yeah, at the you, game. You in, wanted a lifetime contract. I was at the game in the flesh, and Steelers fans were chanting, extend Baker. Okay, we are on. We are Team Baker. As Steelers yeah. fans, we're Team Baker. Um, oh my God, the Browns shot them. They plaxico burst themselves. They, they did. plaxico burst themselves with this Sean Watson situation. It's it's now getting to the point where I'm I'm ready to say that it's not just rust. Um, and he's well, actually yeah. and, just a bad quarterback. And nobody's gonna feel bad for them because they, they, we knew what they were trading for, and they gave up a lot to get him. And Baker, for all his faults. He doesn't have off the field problems. I mean, he, he no. had you know he had one thing in college. Those he got per- DUI okay. in college, which is you know that's not great. But um, overall, those progressive commercials those were off the field problems. That is actually true. That's a good point. That's all, the Hulu commercials were just as bad too. It's that, everywhere that is, for for a full two years. It was crazy. That is an off the field problem. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get into some other games. We've we've gone on our teams so so long. Uh, but you know what. We're we're a couple of days past the the heat of NFL football, anyways. Where we can do this, it's okay. Oh, I recorded it's, a five minute better. video after the game that I could. I was going to so, play instead of talking about it. I was just going to play that. But yeah, let's go rapid fire through some games that don't matter yep. and then see where we're sitting. Where are we at on time, by the way? Uh, oh, we're are, about forty six minutes in. And we've sick. Okay, and All we right, have talked go- about nothing. <laughs> three games all right so we only 12 to go this is easy um <laughs> a easy one to talk about here panthers and saints all i have to say on it is panthers are really bad bryce young might be the worst quarterback in that draft class he might be uh and miles sanders not impressed with him it, it's just uh I, I don't know what the panthers are, are gonna look like by the end of the year but right now they look like the worst team in the nfl and bryce yes. young he looks like a mid, like he has a good Here's, arm, but he does have a middle schooler body, and that is a problem me, in the yeah. NFL. It really is. Let me give my takeaway here, real quick. Mm-hmm. All I needed to know, so all I watched in this game because the pregame for the Steelers started right about the time that this game kicked off. All I watched was the starting lineups, and ESPN goes, "Now we're going to take you live to the stadium where where he's going to get announced as the starting quarterback for the first time." That stadium's completely empty. There is almost no one in that stadium. Yes, yeah, so they're not even excited. He announces it like they're not excited. That's all I need to see because, I mean, Soldier Field was probably rocking week one, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Akersher's and- rocking. Like these teams that have quarterbacks that are not playing are playing at about the same level. Their buildings were rocking and people were excited about them at yeah. least for the first home game. And it was empty when you're getting your next generation, like who could be your next. I mean, number, number one overall pick that they, yeah. they trade, they traded up to get this guy that this and was their guy. This it would, they, they had the pick of anyone else. And they said, we want to go to the top of the draft, give up a lot of capital and get this dude who is five, nine and weighs a buck 80. If that, uh, which it, it also like, we need to go back to, the preseason pr- press conference where the guy was measuring the mic stand for Bryce Young. He's like, is this a good height? Mm. I'm 5'9", and this is a good height for me, so this should be a good height, right? 
that's just a bad look right there. Uh, yeah, it, that's it, tough. It's a bad way to start. I mean, he's smaller than you, Josh. Not, yeah, not that's to brutal. Insult you too much. I mean, uh, imagine. Let's go, Raiders Bills. Uh, game didn't even happen. Yeah, Bills just destroyed them. Josh that's Allen all, get right game. Josh Allen get right game. Yeah, that's all you need to know about that one. Uh, Cowboys Jets. Zach Wilson is who we thought he was. Yeah, and uh, Micah, I watched this game. Micah Parsons is, I think he's going to be the other guy in the defensive player of the year conversation. See, I he is, he is a beast. He really he's, is. He's a beast. He's good. I think he's going to win defensive player of the year. He doesn't deserve it, but he's going to win it just because the Cowboys are a way more trendy team. I could see that. Have, like, I, I just think that he's going to be a more popular vote than TJ Watt. Oh, yeah. Um, and people, even like, though, they, they've been wanting to give him that award for like two yeah. years now, too. And so, he just, he, he's just kind of flamed out at the end of the season a little bit. And the too Cowboys much. are going to always play at this. Like, they're always going to play the game that stands alone. More eyes are going to be on him. And the Cowboys' offense is a little bit better. So, like, yeah. the all around viewing pleasure of a game, I think, also has a lot to do with defensive player of the year because I'm sorry, but just like, I don't think people voting on defensive player of the year want to watch TJ Watt in the defense score more points than the offense in a game. I think they just want to see like some sacks, a couple splash plays here and there. I don't think they want to see them with no offense or anything. Just, just a thought like watching Steelers game. Sucks, but if so. they are, if they are the offense, like they literally are, scoring points every game then you got to give it to tj you do so there is that but i do uh, think he wins defensive player of the year on the record i do too okay next one uh colts colts texans not a not two good teams playing but two rookie quarterbacks unfortunately anthony richardson yeah. left the game early because he's been good this year but he, he has the reason he's been good is because he's been using his legs and this is where kind of some of the concern with justin fields comes in because He's gotten the shit beat out of him the first two weeks mm-hmm. in the NFL. I mean, he's been great, I, but it's not going to last. He, he's already questioned. He's been questionable his first um, three starts now. I'm nervous that he self-reported the concussion. Did, That's he self-reported bad. it? Yeah. Mm, not a good look. That's bad. I don't like that. That's nope. uh, He's not going to have the good that, CTE. That, no, no. Yeah, that – we'll – I need him to have it. He's on my fantasy team. But uh, also, CJ Stroud, uh, over 300 yards passing, he's looked pretty good, too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, still 0-2 for him, though, unfortunately. <laughs> and the Texans don't own their first pick. It's a good 0-2. It's the good kind. It's a good time. It, it's the You can build <laughs> off of it, 0-2. Yeah. Seahawks and Lions, Josh. Jared Goff pick six. Love it. Yes. Love it. Um, Lions fans are... Uh, this game went into overtime. Uh, Seahawks win in overtime. Gino with a nice touchdown pass. Lions fans are a little are a little antsy right now. They say that there was a holding call on the last play of the game that should have been called. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on that? Can I make a statement? I'm going to make an official statement. Um, Please. Okay, you you can't have it both ways, okay? You can't sit here and try and convince me that Aiden Hutchinson's one of the best defensive players in the league and then go ahead and complain about this. I would like to rattle some names off for you. And if you're a Lions fan, take jot down some of these names and then 
I'm going to have a homework assignment for you. So first we're just going to go with, okay, guys, like let's start where I'm familiar. James Harrison, TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, um, Khalil Mack, Nick Bosa. JJ Watt, Nick Bosa, um, Joey Bosa, probably even at times in we the we list. We kind of dogged on him last week though. We did. And the list goes on and on. Go watch any of their highlights. They're held on every single play. Okay, it just it doesn't get called. I have watched my entire life James Harrison and TJ Watt get held on every single play, and it is never called. If you want to have one of the best defensive players in the league, and you want to make that Micah Parsons, sorry, I meant to mention him as well. Okay, and you want and you want this, you have to realize, and yeah, I, I mean I get I still will complain occasionally, but I'm not taking to social media complaining about it. I'll be in the moment. I'll be like, that was a hold. You got to call that. That's egregious. But the what separates the great in this, it shouldn't be this way. But what separates the great defense, the great defensive players from the greatest defensive players is their ability to fight through the penalties and fight through the illegal stuff and still get to the quarterback. Okay. They find, they yes. find a way. Yes. By definition, that's probably a hold. But that's also not called in any of the other games on any snap. Okay, it was anything a soft you slow hold down, too. it was a big time soft hold. Anything you slow down in the NFL can look like a hold. There is holding on every single play. I can promise you that NFL players have said it. There is holding on every play. Travis Kelsey mentions all the time that teams, which I think this is soft of him to do, that teams wear red gloves when they play the Chiefs so they can grab the jersey and the refs don't see it as much, okay? There is holding all over the field at all times, and if you really wanted to call it, we'd be having seven-hour football games, and it would be the most boring product in the world. You can't have it both ways if you're a Lions fan. This is a joke that you lost to the Seahawks again. This was your big moment. Everyone was coming into your stadium. You were having your home opener. The Lions were supposed to be back. This was their coming-out party. You were going to go 17-0. and What happened? You lose. You lost on your own. You just look like a bunch of clowns wearing ski masks. Yeah. You all went home crying in ski masks. That's embarrassing. That, and and that CJ Gardner-Johnson out for the year now, too. It's, so. it's loser behavior from Fun. them. Funny that the Seahawks put on ski masks in the locker room after. Yeah, you but. can't you can't open yourself up to trolling like that. You just can't do yeah. that. You, kind, you have made to it win way too things. easy. So that's my official statement. Like, it's just, it's so annoying that, like, I mean, there's holding on every play. There you see it everywhere. Another game that we can uh, get through pretty quickly, probably, is Giants and Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals made it a game uh, to start. They they went up big, real big, and then blew it off. Uh, they blew it like they want the number one pick, like they really want Caleb Williams bad. And uh, Josh Dobbs has actually not been horrific this year, which is weird. Um, I was expecting him to be maybe the worst oh. quarterback of all time. But okay. okay. But the Giants, this is how you know the Giants aren't good. Because they just won a game. And we're, ta- we're still talking about how bad the Giants are. The, 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 yeah. And they won a game. They came back and won a game. And that Can also I... shows how truly awful we expect the Cardinals to be this year. Because the, <laughs> we're talking about a team and how bad they are for barely beating you. That's not a good sign for you either. It was, yeah, it's bad. 
It's bad. That was a disgusting game. Oh, and Saquon is going to be out a couple weeks now for the Giants, too. Uh, and <sighs> so now you're going to have to rely on Daniel Jones, which I don't yep. think we've ever been Daniel Jones guys on the show. He's had some good moments, I guess. Not really, though. They, I, I feel bad for Giants fans because he he played himself into a contract last year, and now they're stuck with him for five more years. Five years of oh. Daniel Jones. Oh, I wouldn't wish that on it's my worst so, enemy. It's so bad. It's <laughs> yeah, it's wish. so bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Anything else you want to say about that game? Not really. Well, Broncos really Commanders don't. was another good game. And you know what? I have to apologize to Sam Howell. I was unfamiliar with your game. He he's looked good. He looked really good against the Broncos. He he does look some really really gutsy good. Gutsy throws. Uh, the Commanders are off to two and zero start under their new ownership. And this was a fun game. It came down to the wire. There's a a hail mary pass which could have sent it to overtime had the Broncos converted the two-point conversion, which they didn't do. And that's just the biggest kick in the balls in, like, all of sports. Imagine that. You're down eight. You do, like, the hardest play. You accomplish it. One of the hardest plays to accomplish in all of sports, the Hail Mary. And you do it just to miss out on the two-point conversion. That's so funny to me. That's so funny to me. Also, what's the point of bringing in Sean Payton if he can't do anything if he can't do anything cute on the two point conversion, right? Yeah, I'm not entirely. I'm honestly not entirely sure why they didn't do anything cute. It kind of bothers me. I think you need to you need to get cute um in that moment. But do the Broncos just? They're a joke. They're yeah. a joke. They're yeah. such a joke. And, and I love that they now. are a joke. They're zero and two, and they gave up. Did they give up either a first or a second round pick just to sign Sean Payton? Because he was still under contract with the Saints. Oh, that's so bad. So, yeah, they gave up a lot to just have him coach the team. Uh, And we'll see if he even gets along with the quarterback that they also gave up everything to get to. Uh, So they're in a sticky situation. The Chargers, Josh, are 0-2. Is yep. Brandon Staley going to be the first coach that gets fired this year? Um, head coach, yes. I well, yeah, head coach, yeah. Yeah, hey, the Bears guy, he already resigned. So, yeah, I hope the Steelers fire Matt Canada first. Okay. Yeah, uh, offensive coordinator is. Yeah, I think he'll be the first head coach that gets fired. Yeah, he it, should it's be. It's kind of tough though. He's terrible. Justin Herbert. I also love seeing uh, the the tweets like, "Oh, if Justin Herbert was on the Dolphins, he'd be undefeated right now." Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, Justin Herbert in made up situations is Tom Brady because that it's just so excuse good. after excuse for that guy." It he really is. is so good in made up situations. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, at some point, you just got to get the job done. He, he is. Really, no excuse. They have an incredible offensive line. They have great receivers: Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Yep, a great running back, a great running back to throw it to as well. Austin Eckler is the best pass catching running back in the NFL, and there's just no excuse for him to not be putting up. He puts up good numbers, but he should be putting up 
top two numbers every single year. I'll, I'll give him a pass for not being Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, the defense isn't bad. Brandon Staley's a defensive head coach, too. He just – the Chargers should be so much better. And I feel like we say that every year about the Chargers. But if Justin Herbert is actually the guy, you need to just win some games at some point. Yeah, they're bad. They've never – I just I don't know with the Chargers. They're, I feel like they're just a revolving door. It's it, of just mediocrity. It really is. I mean, it, it, and it's it's crazy because I like, I'll buy into the hype every year because they got really good players on their team every year. Derwin James is one of yes. the best defensive players in the league too, and you got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on that defense. They're as well. coasting. They're coasting on having good players and sick jerseys. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and if they were in a football market. The they would be just torn apart. They're so yeah. lucky they're not in a football market. That, that's true, and that's I think I, that's probably part of the reason that we buy into the hype every year. Because if if it was the case, I mean, they would just be the Cowboys or the Jets, where you have names but not just nothing to show for it at all. And I, I kind of wish that was the case because I just want to hold them to, I want to hold their feet to the fire a little, a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, it's. Um, Rams and 49ers happened. 49ers won. Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams, two biggest uh, fantasy players played in yep. that game. Uh, two yep. biggest fantasy waiver pickups played in that game. Uh, close game, but 49ers still win. And, uh, now I think we can get into, oh, and then the Ravens and Bengals. Ravens win. Uh, Joe Burrow hasn't looked that good yet. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's happening. He, he might be out this week too. Uh, Popped, rushing back, pop, popped Achilles, maybe. So now we have two games that we can maybe talk about a little bit more. Um, first one I want to talk about is Dolphins and Patriots. And the reason I want to yep. talk about it is because of Mac Jones. And we need to start coming together as a country and call Mac Jones just a bad quarterback. He's just a bad quarterback at this point. He's a terrible quarterback. He, in his career, he has led one game-winning drive. And the game-winning drive that he has led was because he threw a pick six to the Cowboys right before that happened to put the Patriots down. So it was a self-inflicted game-winning drive. Uh, he he he's bad in clutch situations. He ha- he's had two opportunities this year now to leave a, lead a game-winning he's drive. Bad in non-clutch situations. Neither of which were accomplished. Although that was a sick play, the pitch to the offensive lineman. To yeah. just a little bit short. That was that was fun to watch. The Patriots have had a very good defense since Mac Jones has been there too. And, and you you're getting coached by the greatest coach of all time. And Bill O'Brien's a legit good offensive coordinator. Also, sick play that blocked kick. That's going to be a rule change. That's going to be one of those Bill Belichick rule changes mm-hmm. that they institute. Why does no one do that? I know. How is he the first person to think of that? That, that well, should have like, been that should have been happening for years. Oh, a running start from the side where they're not expecting you, and it's totally like you're, that you're was unblockable awesome. at that point. Yeah, it was the easiest field goal block I've ever seen. That was so awesome. I loved that. Yeah, like so that's gonna that was more. literally that's literally the play where you know when you can turn off sides off in Madden and like you're <laughs> yes. just against an invisible wall running and yes. you're full speed on the snap. That's literally what that was. Yeah. It's like it's Troy Palomalo, Troy, yes. Troy Palomalo jumping over the line and timing it perfectly. So much less impressive 
than Troy Polamalu, but like so much easier. So yes, way screw, screw Mac Jones for wasting such an impressive play and losing the game. Oh, it was an awesome I, play. Like they shut down Tyree Kill in that game. I mean, he had a touchdown, but it, it was right on the goal line. He didn't have a lot of receiving yards. Christian Gonzalez was playing great defense. The, the Patriots have a good defense. They have a really good defense. And, I mean, some weapons on offense. Ramondre Stevens is a good running back. They have good tight ends. Okay receiving core. They should be a lot better than what they are, but they have the quarterback holding them back. I think that's I think that's their biggest issue. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if you're on board with me on that. Are you? I am. I'm entirely okay. on board with you. Um, Tua. Good CTE. He's good yeah, quarterback. Still got the good CTE going. Still got the good CTE going. So we'll need to keep an, uh, an updated tally on this. Tua has good CTE. Um, Kenny might have bad CTE right now. Who who was the guy? Who's the guy we were talking about earlier? They got oh Anthony Richardson looked like he might have just picked up the bad CTE. Yeah, yeah. self reporting. I don't think you can get good CTE from a self report. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's who has the bad. Um, so we'll we'll keep a running tally throughout the yeah. season on that. Um, and then last game of the week here, Josh, Chiefs and Jaguars, AFC yeah. Championship preview. No. Okay, you're still not in on the Jags. I will never it's, be in on the Jags. It's a new it's a new season. You can you can you can Kel- join right can, now if you want no, to. I can I'll literally I will never no, I will never like the Jags. I will okay. forever hate the Whoa. Jags. I'm not saying I'm not saying you have to like them. No, I'm just never saying you be think that them. they're legit. That's no, all. I will never think they're legit. Okay. All right. That's fair. I hate that franchise. That's fair. I understand. That's one I I hate them. I mean they didn't look great. They didn't look great. Um <laughs> That was against. a terrible game all the way around. It was. I don't, everyone, know, why, I don't know why everyone I saved this hyped, game to be one to talk about. It was not Everyone a good game. hyped this game up. Oh. Like it was going to be some explosive offensive game, and it sucked. I know why, it just we, sucked. why I saved this it was game. Terrible. There's a great terrible. moment by Ian Eagle in this game where Travis oh. Kelsey caught a touchdown pass, and he said, Kelsey finds a blank space in the defense yep. for a touchdown. Uh, we need to address the rumors, Josh. I think they've Are... been confirmed by Jason. Okay, well, but I wanted I, I I don't need Jason Kelsey confirming anything. I need Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey confirming that they are in fact seeing each other right now. I think they're dating. You, I you think they are. They're okay. dating. I all think right. they're dating. Okay. Um, this is amazing. It is. Who who do you think it's better for? Me. Okay, but the two people in the relationship, how about? The, me. Okay, so, okay, I'll ask, why is it so good for you? You're not in the relationship, by the way, Josh. You're just not because in that relationship. She, when they break up, is just going to rip him to shreds and ruin <laughs> the Chiefs dynasty, and they will okay. never win again. Okay, all right. She is going to ruin the Chiefs. And I'm more excited for when... No, what's going to happen is Kelsey is going to confirm this. Then he's going to have a bad game. Maybe he might drop a football. He won't even have a bad game. He'll drop a football. And Chiefs fans are going to start being like, well, it's because he's focused on Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. And if they ever break up, the song lyrics are going to be fantastic. I mean, I think Taylor has the upper hand in all of this because. I mean, she's more famous. She's way more famous than him. She sell she Arrowhead Stadium, perfect example here, okay? 
a lot of people come to see the Chiefs play. Even more people than come to see the Chiefs play came to see one singular person in Taylor Swift at Arrowhead Stadium. That's She's, true. That's she is point. more not only more important and more important and bigger than Kelsey. She's bigger than that entire organization and any single NFL team there is. Um, so she's going to win. I want him to be in a song so bad. It, it is crazy. Way. You are, you are marrying two of the largest fan bases in America. Yes. Right now. NFL fans and Swifties. Uh, and and both, both of them. I mean, there's the Taylor's on her tour right now and NFL season is in full stride. It, it's, and you got to deal with the chiefs. You have Brittany Mahomes in that fan base. And then about a thousand Brittany Mahomes in the Taylor Swift fan base i i could i could see uh civil war part two uh it would be wild coming to be if if things end disastrously somehow um well i mean if they end it probably will be in disaster swifties and chiefs fans are gonna fight so much oh oh and i my money's on the swifties i I would put my my life savings on that yes i just don't i just don't want to get dragged into this as an nfl fan who's not a fan of the chiefs i like i, I don't want to get dragged into any sort of to, any sort of war that's yeah, going to be happening I uh I, i'm just worried that they're going to come at all meathead sports fans and then i'm going to have I think to so. say something right i think i think they will and also dude if you're kelsey this is pretty bad timing man everyone I, knows if if you're single come fall you stay single till after football season's over. Yeah. I, I just like, like I, I it you almost can't feels be, like a you can't be starting a new relationship in the middle of football season. No, no. I mean it's just not smart. Uh yeah. But it feels more like uh like like a brand move for for, for Kelsey more than anything. Yeah. Like he's try he's trying to up his fame a little bit. I mean Taylor Taylor Swift, she doesn't need to do anything to do that. Well, all uh, he's she's, doing she's is breaking. He's breaking up right now. The only place this has ever got this has gotten talked about has been on his, him and his brother's podcast. Yeah, it's weird. I, I, it, it just it it seems like not a lot of good can come from it for Kelsey no. unless he's just trying to be more famous. This is going to be awesome, though. This is going to yeah. be so awesome if he's. I think he's actually dating her, and I can't wait till they break up because it's going to be wildly entertaining. I did see one of the barstool guys was like, "I just can't wait to tweet out like old Taylor Swift lyrics and be like, can't believe she said this about Kelsey," um, and just make yeah. so many people mad. And that that is actually going to be objectively funny if that does happen. Um, yeah. So, so I I do news. look forward to that dynamic. Biggest um, news, but is it segment it, I time? Mean, yeah, we were just talking about two giant fan bases, so it's only fitting that we segue over to our segments. And I mean, let's start with fan base of the week, Kellen. Do you want to? Do you want to go first? Yeah. So my fan base of the week is Dolphins fans. Nice. Why, cat? Hey, shut up. My cat's going crazy right now. Um. So get out of here. Sorry. Uh, the reason that they're my fan base of the week is Tyreek Hill called out Patriots fans this last week. And what he said about them was, uh, those fans are probably some of the worst fans in the NFL. And I'm going to stand on that. They're real nasty. And some of the things they were saying, I wouldn't say in church, which 
that doesn't really make sense because why would you say nasty no. things in church to begin with? Uh, but I understand the sentiment behind it. Uh, and the reason that the Dolphins fans are my fan base of the week is because during the game with the Patriots, uh, Dolphins fan did commit involuntary manslaughter against the Patriots fan. So that did yeah. happen. Uh, not not a great look uh, following that statement. There was a fight in the stands, and he punched the dude to death by mistake. Uh, so I heard, okay. That happened. Don't know if this is true. I heard, I heard that allegedly, maybe, the guy had a heart attack. Yeah, while from he was multiple getting punched. Punches. Yeah. So. I think it was a punch-induced heart attack. Yes. Yeah. So, Dolphins fans, big ups. We love that. I did mention mine earlier. We we, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. We don't love that. We don't love death on this podcast. Josh. No. Come on. I mean, no. Uh, mine's Pittsburgh Steelers fans for just not doing anything stupid when Nick Chubb got carted off. Like, that's smart. I don't know. Yeah. Hype hypothetically throwing full beer cans at an injured player as they get carted off the field. That would be a um, bad look. God, who would ever do something like that? That uh-huh. one wasn't even Cleveland. Oh, it was literally Cincinnati that did that. Oh, but I would have guessed Baltimore. Uh, Cleveland self definitely still on it. Who's your player of the week? <sighs> I see this one. This is a player that was going to be my coach of the week. But I had another front runner for coach of the week, so he's my player of the week. I think I know who your coach of the week is. Huh? I think I know who your coach of the week is. I don't know. Who do you think? Give me a hint. We'll get we'll get to it. Hockey? Okay. Yeah. Um my player of the week is Antonio Brown. Because <laughs> sick. Why would he have been twofold. coach of the week? <laughs> Twofold. Okay, okay, so he was gonna be my player of the week. Then he was gonna be my coach of the week. Then he was back to player of the player slash coach, player coach of the week, Antonio Brown. So very funny for me. I saw this tweet that was, I think it was Devonte Adams running a route, and it was a Raiders fan tweeted it out and was like, "Oh my god, Devonte Adams just like created an entirely new route." Because what he did was basically ran up, he did like a curl route, stopped, hung out for a while then spun back out and just bolted down the field and was hit was wide open. Literally so many Steelers fans were just in the comments of that showing that Antonio Brown did that literally all the time um when he was on the Steelers. Like it, it was hysterical that like you're watching that as a Steelers fan you're like yeah Antonio Brown literally used to do that. Um why he's my coach of the also, week the is reason, because he... the reason you don't see, you, you, like you don't see that route from players is it's so much happening. You're like you're never going to get the ball to that receiver in time unless you can run that route crazy fast, which yeah, only Antonio Brown could really do. Yeah. And so, and why he's so... my coach of the week is because he has officially put his name in for Matt Canada's spot as the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. I would not be super excited. I, I would <laughs> I would go uh Ben Roethlisberger no. then Antonio Brown, but I Kellen, 
I actually think I would pick Antonio Brown over Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's just <laughs> so insane that he would be better. I think Ben thinks also, he knows you don't, you don't too want much to ruin about anything. offense. Yeah, you don't want to ruin any yeah. like goodwill that you have with Ben either. Like we've Antonio already Brown, hated you can, you Antonio can, Brown. Yeah, yeah, you can here's, hate him again here's, easily. Here's the here's the tweet where he officially put his name in. If Steelers don't score over twenty points today, Matt goes back to Canada. Dot 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 dot. O C A B. I love it. I love it. I I, so, I hope. I hope he gets the job. I do, for your sake and for our sake. I really kind of want him. I low key want him to be. That'd be amazing. Not certainly wouldn't be any problems in the locker room then. Um, no, not at all. So, my co- or my player of the week, right? We're on player of the week. Yes. Uh, so my player of the week is Piss Jug Man. Yeah, Piss Jug Man. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the picture. You see I it? can't see it. You froze. Text oh. it to me. Okay. Uh, so your video is not working. It's just a man in a piss jug man costume. Which, if you're wondering what a piss jug man costume looks like, it's exact. It's exactly what you think it would look like. <laughs> it's just a guy dressed like a bottle of pee. Um, but Selena fifty two <laughs> truck stop tweeted out. Piss Jug Man, it's just such a funny name, man, uh, is here until 6 p.m. today to teach truckers proper pee disposal. Jug Man is pissed at all the jugs he's found laying in the parking lot. It, you're in trouble if you don't dispose properly. Kids can get their picture taken with Piss Jug Man for only $5 from 4 to 6 p.m. Sounds like a great deal. I wish I was there at the 52 Selena truck stop Dude, around that time. This is a that's a that's a Dwight thing from the office. That that is yeah. I don't know who came up with piss jug man, but that guy deserves a raise. I love it. I love that. Yeah. So player of the week, piss jug man, love it. Nice. Uh, what do we got next? Let's go coach of the week. Who do you have? Mike Babcock. Yeah, oh. Babs. Dude got fired before even getting to training camp. And <laughs> so why did he get it's fired? A long... So he was on the Columbus Blue Jackets. For those of you who didn't know, many people didn't realize he was the coach of the Blue Jackets. Um, It's very long-winded. It takes a while to explain all the intricacies. Basically, long story short, for the sake of saving everybody's time, look it up if you want. Um. He would call players into his office, take their phones, cast them up onto the TV and go through all of their photos and then judge them based on their photos. And it was incredibly invasive and he would basically just like predetermine how he feels about players based on the photos on their phones. So if there are photos of them drinking or something, he already hates that player and is going to try and bury them. now. Mike Babcock is also still, this is what blows my mind. He's a terrible person. He gets way too much credit for being a good coach. I don't, he just coached great teams that like, I think I could have coached and they would have won. Um, That's how good those teams that he coached were. He's a very smart guy at the same time though, because he does this to the, the lowest players that are trying to crack the roster, 
he doesn't do it to the guys that actually have a media presence. So when this story breaks, what he did with like the Captain Boone Jenner was he actually just swapped family photos with Boone Jenner and said, oh, here's a photo of me and my family like at Disney World or whatever it is. And he was just and then Boone Jenner showed him a picture. Oh, here's us going to the lake. Like, that's my wife, whatever, because he's new in Columbus. So then when this news breaks that Babcock's doing this and the organization says, no, he's not. Boone Jenner, the captain, comes out and says, no, all it was was swapping family photos. Boone Jenner's not lying. And Babcock knows that, like, that's how it's going to happen. So he's an incredibly smart person. He's just a terrible dude. The psychological until he got caught. The psychological mental warfare that he puts people through is just brutal. And more and more is coming out about it. Um the Spit and Chicklets podcast broke the news. Everyone tried to discredit them for a week, and then finally it came out like then Babcock just resigns and says that I would be a distraction. And then more and more people were texting like the Spit and Chicklets crew saying, like, oh my gosh, he did this to us too. Like I didn't know people knew about that i guess he was doing it in toronto and there was a guy on the team in toronto that would like text anyone that was new on the team and say hey he's gonna do this when he calls you in to meet with you like just be ready for it and so the initial whistleblower for the blue jackets told the guys on spit and chicklets about this so that they would tell it on the podcast and that would be the way of warning the other blue jackets players that this happens is how this all started was just like let's warn them babcock's done he's a terrible so, human being the scum of the earth so josh you're you're a professional hockey player you get called into bab's office what's he finding on your phone a bunch of antonio brown tweet screenshots <laughs> okay gotcha <laughs> i was gonna say mine is a lot of mitchell trubisky pictures a like, lot a lot and a lot it, of Caleb Williams photoshops. We have let's I'm going to actually we have some volleyball marketing videos. Okay. We have some photos of a, a lawn chair on the Grand Valley Stadium. All right. That's one. I have a screenshot of a song I want to play at a Grand Valley game. Um a picture of an HDMI to SDI converter. That's going to tell them a lot about me. Um a video of our video board glitching out at soccer because the fiber is bad. A picture of our wrestling team with our mascot. Well, I did, you don't uh, have to read every single picture that you have in your phone, Josh. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm just saying like this are. is the variety of what he's getting. Okay, so, gotcha. Well, you want to know the first picture that I pulled up on my phone? Is it of me? It's a, No, it's a screenshot of Dang. a Reddit post, and it says, I want to get a divorce over a fart. So that's... <laughs> That's what he'd be finding on. I like that. And cat pictures, like probably. And chicken. Nuggets. I like it. Wow. And McDonald's. Uh, so, oh, and there's a picture of you. Right there. Yes. Oh, wait, you I can't see. Uh, I could. No, I can see you now. So, okay. You're back. Uh, good coach of the week. Great coach of the week. Thanks. Uh, my coach of the week is Lane Kiffin because he said in a press conference, he basically, I don't know if he's trying to get Alabama. Is that me or is that you? You're blue, That's blurry. me. That's you. Okay. So you also have pictures of you on your phone. I was trying to take Sick, a video dude. after the Steelers game, and I accidentally took a selfie. Nice. You look cute. 
took a video. Uh, so yeah, Lane Kiffin is my coach of the week, and it's because the lane train. He, I think he got Alabama. It's either Alabama has changed their defensive coordinator, and he figured it out before they even made an announcement, or he's trying to bait them into changing their defensive coordinator because he said in a press conference. It looked like they were playing different defense. This is not what like their DC runs. I think they made a switch here. So he's playing. He's trying to play mind games with Nick Saban right now, and uh, it's dangerous. But I think if anyone can do it, it might I, be Lane Kiffin because he just doesn't care enough. I also think Nick Saban's done. No. I think. No, I think he's not. meant. I think he's going to be mentally dominated here, and he's over. He 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 is the greatest coach of all time. I think he's done. I think he's washed. College football. This will we'll never Time come will tell. back to bite Time me. Will tell. This will never come back to bite me. He's washed. No, cer- certainly not. He's certainly washed. Not. Uh, let's move on here then to... What do we have left? Tweet of the week? Tweet. Kicker of the week? Tweet. We'll go tweet. Tweet. We'll go tweet first. What's your tweet? I have a couple. First off, this one's more okay. like along my lines of everything comes from JJ Watt. Uh, so let me just, I'm just going to read this. All caps, TJ Watt, back to normal case, is the best defensive player on the planet. Stop trying to question it. Stop trying to justify anyone else. He is the best, period. Agreed. That's a great tweet of the week. Yeah. Um. My next one is from ESPN Boston. So they had some sort of glitch with ESPN Boston. Don't know if this would have even popped up on yours. But on September 9th, or September 18th, sorry, September 18th, it just started, ESPN Boston started tweeting out links and headlines from the Bruins playoff run. And it was hysterical. Like, shorthanded Bruins crews take 3-1 series lead with a link. And it was tweeting out a bunch of things about the Bruins playoff run that just didn't really end well for the Bruins, for those of you who maybe don't remember. And I thought that was hilarious that there was some sort of glitch with ESPN Boston and they started tweeting all that out. So, tweets of the week. Yeah, just a sweet reminder a couple months after the fact of maybe their most disappointing playoff run in franchise history. I love history. it. I love it. One of the most disappointing playoff runs in NHL history. Really. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, so, my tweet of the week, it hurts. It comes from Frank the Tank, and uh, it killed oh. me. It did kill me. He said, the mm-hmm. Bears are a disaster, and uh, <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead inside now. I didn't need to hear that from Tank. Didn't need to. It's tough to get called. <sighs> It's tough to have Tank tell you that you're bad. I know, I know. I thought he was on my side this whole time, and you know, he throws Poor something tank. in like that. Don't like it. Don't like it. That's brutal. Now I gotta, now I gotta cheer against the Dolphins now, Tank. I hope you know that. Good. Uh, and we we do have an announcer moment of the week. I, we I'll just play it here, and then you can insert the audio here better, just so it's timed yeah. up. Um, but this is a great, great call in the game. Really unbiased moment from our guy at uh, at Western, but uh, mm-hmm. let me play it here. Killick draws back the pass. He's airing it out. It's going to be long. No! No! Touchdown, Western. 
Savon Magnet-Jones. Thirty-one twenty-seven. So shout out that That's guy. Fantastic. That, That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It reminds me of the Vikings announcer when yes. Brett Favre was there. <laughs> yes. The NFC Championship game, and he throws yes. an interception. You gotta be kidding me! Yes. This is this is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Oh, the Vikings announcer has some. You need to go back look at. He has some all-time. I moments. do. He is as biased as Hawk Harrelson, and I love I, a good biased announcer. Really do. I go down his rabbit hole every once in a while. Yeah, it's great. It's great content. So, yeah, uh, great week of football. The Bears suck. The Steelers are better. And uh, anything else you want to add to end the show? I mean, our kickers of the week would be cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would be cool. You're right. Who's your kicker Mine's of the Brett week? Mine's Brett Maher because he made that kick that screwed the spread for – the uh in the Rams game. So nice. I like it. Mine yep. is Jason Sanders because he was the guy that got blocked on that Patriot Patriots uh field that was goal such a sick play. Uh, thing. And it was a sick play. And congrats on being on the wrong end of history right there. Because that was just such an awesome it's probably gonna be a rule change now. So which cool. sucks. Yeah. But it's Belichick. So it's okay too. Yeah, I hate him. Anything else? I don't think so. I think everyone needs to just stay on bias this week and join us next week. Yeah. Also, I'm so sorry, America. They Why? have to watch back-to-back weeks of the Steelers in primetime. That's assault. That's just yeah. so bad. Woo. That's so bad. I Here wouldn't we wish go. that Steelers. on my worst Here enemy. Here we go. Here we go. Steelers. Steelers. I'm there totally go. Super Bowl. Defense wins championships. Super Bowl. Defense does win championships, and we have a defense, and that's what people forget. See? So, yeah, that's what they See, forget. Uh, the Steelers forget that the Steelers do, might win. Do you think uh, your dad rubs people the wrong way at church when he brought in a boombox? No. Okay. I thought that was the best. He invited. He brought a boombox to invite everyone to his house. Yeah, that's awesome. For a party. Yeah, like, but how do you get mad at that? But he's also the most obnoxious Steelers fan following yourself. I mean, but like he invited everyone over. He didn't just yeah. come to taunt people. He was like, hey, come hang out. <laughs> that's true. I think he got a keg. He got a keg? I think he did. That's my initials. Nice. Nice. We're just screaming over this song. I love it.